Good evening. The Mishnah tells us in the end of Mesechtas Tainus. Chamisha Dvorim Iris Avasein Bishivasa Batamus. Five events, thank you, Sri. Five events took place on Chamisha Asabatamus, the Chamisha Batishabav. Five different events took place on Tishabav. In the history of Kalisrol, these events didn't take place in one go, they were over a period of many, many, many years. The Shivasa Batamus, Mishtabra Haluchais, Botala Tomid, Five events. The Tomid was stopped. The, the, the walls of the city were breached. burned the Sefer And the Selam was placed in the Hechel, in the Beis HaMikdosh. Both, both were destroyed. Now, if you look at both sets of five, you see a fascinating thing. The first five are all about the Choven of Torah. They're all about the Choven of Torah. Shiva Asa Thomas is the beginning of the Benam Sarim. Benam Sarim means the time which is enclosed by two boundaries. If a person is running away from somebody, the last thing he does is he puts himself into a narrow, confined space. You've got to find an area that you can move and you can, uh, you can try and avoid being caught Bein sorry means we're entering into a time which is narrow, where there's boundaries on the sides, we can't move out of those times. The time begins with the five morois, the five happenings that took place in Shivasa Batamus, and finishes with the five morois that took place in the time in Teshavov. The five which took place in Shivasa Batamus are all five things that destroyed Torah at some level. Nishtabra Luchas, understand, we understand that means we lost the level of Torah when the Luchas were broken. The level of Torah that we never ever regained. Now the Tomid is very interesting. We say, The Tomid represents the continuity from Ha-Sinai, from Kabbalah Satayah, right away through the generations until it was stopped in the time of the first base of Mikdash. The fact that we brought a carbon Tomid in the second base of Mikdash just is a carbon Tomid, but it doesn't have that, cont- that continuity. The, the Bittal HaTomid broke that chain from Ha-Sinai right away through to 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 where we are today. It stopped that, that, that connection. That we understand. Again, it's a choven of Torah. And then, The Kimitsiyan has now been breached. Instead of Kimitsiyan and Tetzay Seirah, we now have a Tzalem and Avay Dezari in the Hechel. Yerushalayim is a place where the word of HaKadosh Baruch emanates from. And instead of that being breached, it's now become a, pub, a public domain. Instead of being the, the domain of the Rebbein Yerushalayim, it's now become a public domain. So those are the five Chobonis that t- took place in Shiva Asabatamas, and that's what begins the Choban. When there's a, a, a reduction in Tayyar, when there's a, a Choban of Tayyar at some level, then everything else begins, begins to fall into decline. And we go from there for 22 days, right away till the end of Tisha B'Av, 22 days, 22 days, which corresponds to the 22 days, 21 days, which is really 22, from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah until, until Hashanah Rabbah, as the Mashal tells us. There are 22 days of, of difficulties, 22 days where it's meant to be difficult. It's Bainam Sorin. We're very confined. We have nowhere to run to. We have nowhere to, 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 to disappear to. We have one objective, and that is to try and wade and, and navigate our way through this narrow path without Chas in any way falling prey to the Taurus and the troubles that, that usually 
are, are, are abound in the time of Bainam Sarim. The last five are Chubim Bais Rishon, Chubim Bais Sheni. We understand that's the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. Avoda, Avoda comes to an end. If you don't have Taira, then eventually what happens is Avoda Samitzvah also comes to an end. So we have the Chubim Beis Hamikdash of two Bate Mikdash. Nilkato Beta, Beta was represented the Surah of Kali as a unit. That's Kali Sol as 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 the Oivde Hashem. They were destroyed. There were no more Oivde Hashem. The Nechushahir, the city, which was completely uprooted. There was no no residue, no no no, no remains of the Mokim Avoid of Kalisrol. We've now moved into a world without the level of Avoid as we had in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. That's the Bein Hamsorim. So if we want to be able to navigate our way through Bein Hamsorim, we have to remember two things. The first thing was Chuv Nataira. So if you want to make sure the Chas Shalom, the Bein Hamsorim doesn't affect us, and we can actually travel through the Bein Hamsorim without any difficulty and come come out the other end without any blemishes, without any struggles. The first thing we have to remember is we've got to be mechazik in learning. Limud Torah now is the time, the three weeks of of, of Ben Amsari is a time when we must be mechazik in limud Torah. If we're not mechazik in limud Torah, then Chas V'Shalom, we're allowing the Chorban of Shivas Batamas to actually be irrelevant to us as well. We need to rise above that. Chizik in Torah. And of course we need to be mechazik in Avoidah, in Kim HaMitzvahs and in Avoidah. Befrat in the Kim HaMitzvahs of the time of, of Ben Amsari, the, the mitzvahs and the Chayva to be misabble on, on the Chorban Habayis and the mitzvahs that, that that Chazal have given us and, and enabled us to understand how to navigate our way through this narrow, very narrow little path with no room to escape. And the only way we can get through from one side to the other is following the Shulchan Aruch and following the Halacha. Chazal tell us, So this is the only way through. The only way to get to the light at the end of the tunnel, the other side of this narrow path is by understanding that if we follow the Halachas to the T, not looking for ways out, not looking for colors like we, we, we tend to have a natural natia to try and find ways out of everything. Not looking for ways out, but on the contrary, realize it's not meant to be fun. It's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be time of reflection, a time of mourning, a time when we realize what we've lost. We understand. We've lost Torah. Chamisha Duari Mirabur. Shivas is Tamas, and then we also realize that we've lost our ability to do true Avodah. Chamisha Dvarim, which happened on Shivas, on, on Tishabot. We've lost Tayyar, we've lost Avodah. So let's run through some of the halachas. We can't go through all the halachas which are relevant to Shivas with Tamas, Bainam Sarim, and Tishabot, because we haven't got time. But let's run through some which are more interesting, ones which are perhaps less, slightly less known. And, uh, hopefully from there we'll be able to build and, Bez Hashem, the Bereshim will give us Yat Ishmael, we'll be able to fulfill the mitzvahs, Ketikunam, as we should, and then we'll come out at the end, instead of seeing a Chovan at the end of the at the end of the three weeks, we'll see the Binyan Beis Hamikdash Bez Hashem. Tani starts this Thursday from Aloysa Shacha. Aloysa Shacha is a very difficult time. When is exactly Aloysa Shacha? Very difficult to know. Here we keep in shul, we try to keep 16 degrees, or just a little bit more than 16 degrees, 16 degrees at this time of the year is still 1 o'clock. So those who can start fasting from 1 o'clock, you are far better off. If you can't, then there are other times to be makele. Please let me know. And for those who find it hard to fast from 1 o'clock, I hope you're all in bed by 1 o'clock anyway. But if you're not, please let me know and uh, we'll, we'll try and sort something out for you. But ideally, we, we try, should try and keep 1 o'clock. Rabbi Feldman didn't write a haschalas hatainis in the Mishana Lishana uh, when, when, uh, when he was acting rough here because... He didn't want to put in the word one o'clock. He was a bit less daring than I am. But we have now put in one o'clock as a scholar satinus because that's what it is if you keep 16 degrees. But if somebody finds that very difficult, then please do, please let me know and I'll try to, to work out which other's man is suitable for them. Somebody wants to eat before Alois. 
So say you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock, 10.30, and you want to eat, get up and have something to eat before Alois. It's not so relevant here in this time of the year because the Tanish starts very early, but it is relevant for other Tanishim. Then you have to make a condition, you have to make it tonight before you go to sleep to say that you're going to get up and, and you intend to eat before the beginning of the Tanish because otherwise it's accepted it's as if that when you've gone to bed that you've, be, you've begun your Tanish. And the Magna Vram tells us that if you then wake up without making a condition, without precondition before you went to sleep that you want to eat, the Magna Vram says you can't eat. Your time has begun already. So if you do want to eat before, uh, shiva, before the, uh, for alois, so if you're somebody who's keeping a later alois, and you want to have breakfast before then, then you must make sure that you have a, t- a tanai, a condition before you go to sleep, that you're not starting the tainis until alois ashacha. The chi of tainis is obligatory for everybody. It makes no difference if you're a male or female, a mubaris or menekes, etc. Technically, you're all mechir to fast. We live in difficult times where we are physically weak. So anybody who's in a compromised situation, a mubaris or menekes, should pick up the phone and ask a shayla, rather than, than me giving a, a general rule here, because the, the, the general rule is you have to fast. But the practical rule is that most Mubaris and Menekesim do not fast, but each one is a question unto themselves, and the question has to be asked. A chaylish eimbe sakono, a gentleman who is unwell, but he's not a sakono, he's not a chaylish eimbe sakono, he's a chaylish eimbe sakono, there's no, no threat to life. And he may even be a chayla that hasn't yet got to the stage where he needs to go to bed. But he's still a chayla, he's still unwell, he has a bit of the flu, he has a very serious cold, not a mechash ba'alma, not just a slightly uncomfortable pain, but he's a chayla. Even if he's not naf alamita, the Orch HaShukhan tells us that's called a chaylish embri sakana, and he does not have a chiv to fast. So somebody's feeling unwell, unwell enough that, even if it's not unwell, even if he's not unwell enough to go to bed, but unwell enough that he's feeling unwell, that means he's completely feeling unwell, not just slightly off, but he's feeling unwell, and he does not need to fast. The Magna Vram tells us in Tovkuf Samaches, in Sivkotten Dalad, that in the name of the Shlo, that, and Mishnah Buru quotes it, Lahalacha, on the Tanis Sibyl, even though we said Lahalacha, there's only, the only context of the Tanis Sibyl is fasting, that's the only, of the Chamishi Nuyim that is relevant to the, to a, a Tanis Sibyl is fasting, but if one's able to, he says, the Shlo tells us, that as a chumrah, bal nefesh should be machmeh on the chamishi inuim. Chamishi inuim means no rechitza, no sicha, no tashmishamita, not nina sasambul, I don't think that's included in it, a bal nefesh should be machmeh. So berechitza and sicha and, and tashmishamita, a bal nefesh should be machmeh on the tanis. So that means, on the tanis means from the night of the tanis. From leil tanis, so that would be Wednesday night this year, you, one should refrain from having a shower. One should refrain from from uh, sicha, etc. Uh, the, the chamisha, the, the three of the chamisha inuim which are relevant. And the shlosh says about nefesh yachmi. What's very interesting is that the kadmonim, the early poskim, the ksavsev, and others say they've never seen anybody being machmi for it. It's a a bal nefesh mishabur quotes it without any any uh, content contention. He says just bal nefesh yachmi. But the the achrayim do seem to say that it's not something that was accepted in klali sorol. Ksavsev seems to write in chuvas that he's never seen it. Being, being kept. And therefore, I, no one can say to you that there's a chiv, uh, there is no chiv. If somebody wants to be machmir for himself, he has a right to be machmir, the balnefesh yachmir, but it's not halacha. It's not even halacha of a balnefesh yachmir, because it was something that wasn't really accepted in Kali Yisrael. And there's no question about it, if it's leil trila, or anything like that, where there's a chiv mitzvah, mitzvah's oina, that doesn't apply, or, or this balnefesh doesn't, this chumr of balnefesh yachmir does not apply, and one should carry on life as one would normally. The Bi'alakha tells us in Tafkuf Nun Aleph, in the name of the Eli Rabbah, in the name of the Prima Godim, that on Yud Zayn Betamus, and Shiva Asa Betamus, has a din of the nine days. 
And all the halachas which are relevant to the nine days should apply to Shivasa Batamas, which therefore means that uh, one should be Mamayat Vimasa Maton, Binyan Shem Simcha, all the halachas, which we're not going to run through because we haven't got time to run through them in the nine days, but all the halachas which are relevant in the nine days, the Behalacha quotes in the name of the Eli Rabbi Epsha, he says, Epsha, it's possible that they all apply Shivasa Batamas, meaning even though Shivasa Batamas is not in the nine days, it's the beginning of what we would call the three weeks. But on the day of Shivasa Batamas, the halachas of the nine days apply. And therefore, he, it's possible, there are some poskim we want to suggest, so it's not clear that they, it was accepted the halacha. Some poskim would like to suggest that somebody who's not able to fast on Shivasa Batamas shouldn't eat Basavayayim. Shouldn't eat Basavayayim, because the Eli Rabbi says, Epsha, that the halachas of the nine days applies to Shivasa Batamas, to the day of Shivasa Batamas. And therefore, though, as I say, I've not seen anybody who, who writes it clearly, the halacha that one should be machmi, but there are paskim who mention it, by the way. And so too, somebody who has a, a court case together with a non-Jew, as we learn in the halachas of the nine days, it should be pushed off. We're going to see a little bit more of the parameters of that a bit later. But so too, if you have a din or with a non-Jew, don't have it on Shivasa Batamas. Wait till the day after. Push it off for a day. Minig Ashkenaz is to say slichas. We say slichas in Slach That's the, in Chazor Sashat, that's the first opinion in the Mechaba. It's uh, the opinion of the Maril. And it's very clear in the Noe Kesein Yosef. Noe Kesein Yosef, which is Minig Ashkenaz. The Noe Kesein Yosef tells us on page Kuf Ayn Ches. So Josh, you can look it up if you don't believe me. That we say slichas in Slach in Chazor Sashat. Most other killers will follow the second opinion in the Mechaba. That they say slichas after Chazor Sashat. Somebody who doesn't fast, who's not fasting, shouldn't be a baltfiller. Because the baltfiller has to say anenu, and it's very difficult for him to say anenu, Hashem anenu, if he's not fasting. So therefore, a shatz, even an oval, even an oval, shouldn't be a baltfiller on a tanis, because he can't say b'yoyim sem taniseinu. If by mistake, the gabba sent him up to be a, 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 a shatz, well that wouldn't happen now, sure, but in another shul, if the oval went and started davening without the permission of the Gabba, which is what normally happens in other bottom midrashim, and he suddenly realizes as he's halfway through the beginning of Shemoneh that he's not fasting. So then the the Mishabura tells us a very interesting. He should say Biyem Seim Hatanis Hazeh. He shouldn't say Biyem Seim Tanisenu. Should say Biyem Seim Hatanis Hazeh. And if he's embarrassed, it serves him right. <laughs> Somebody who's not fasting shouldn't have an aliyah on. Shachris lechatchile. Even if the tanis is on the Thursday as it is this year, he shouldn't chatchile have an aliyah on shachris. And for sure, if the tanis is not on a Monday or Thursday, and and the kriyas atayah that we do in mincha, he has no ability. He shouldn't be called up for an aliyah because he's not fasting. If he's not fasting, then the paskim chasen sefer and the paskim take on that you 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 do not have a right to have an aliyah. If you're worried that you may get called up, you know you're one of these people with a slightly inflated ego, and you think that you're going to be called up for your for your shlishi and for the for the haftayah on on the mincha, then please make it known to the shat to the gabba that you are not able to receive an aliyah on the tanis because you're not fasting. absolutely no problem because there's no halachas of who can have agba and who can have galila. They are fine for anybody even if he's not fasting. From Yudzaim Betamuz, the shulchanach tells us asul rakid. Rikidas and the Mechelis are forbidden. The Shulchanach doesn't actually talk about listening to music, as black and white as that. But it's accepted that the, the, the live music is also, and it's accepted that electronic music is also. So from Yudzayim Batamas, from the Tainis of Shiva Asa Batamas, that means from the Haschalas Hatainis, 
from the Leil Yudzayim Batamas, Wednesday night. One can't dance, one can't sing and, and, and play music, play musical instruments. And we don't listen to music either on any sort of um, electronic device. So no iPhones, no MP3s, no, no, I don't know what other devices are, I'm probably behind times now, but some other, like any other electronic musical device is for, is, is also throughout the three weeks. Interestingly enough, there's a discussion in the Poskim whether you're allowed to listen to capella. Capella music means music which is a, a choir without musical accompaniment. Now, today, most capellas do make some sort of sounds that are supposed to sound like music. I have no idea, so I can't tell if it is good or isn't good. But most Poskim actually say it's osa. Even capella music is osa. And uh, therefore, should try and be avoided if possible. Not listening to music does not mean you're supposed to walk around depressed. That's not the toughest of the three weeks. The toughest of the three weeks is not to be Messiah Das from Khoban Abayas, not to lose track of what happened and what we need to do to try and rebuild the base of Mikdosh. It's not about sitting there and being depressed. If Khashvishalam, somebody's in a, in a state of mind that needs music to lift the mind, to lift him from out of a, a darker place, there's absolutely nothing wrong with listening to music. But hopefully that doesn't apply to many people here. Now here's a very interesting Yosef Amos. I have to share with you Yosef Amos because it's just fascinating. It's Minik Ashkenaz. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, it doesn't say anywhere in Shulchan Aruch you're not allowed to sing. So, according to basic halacha, you should be allowed to sing in the three weeks. You get, you can get up in the morning, sing your way down to the bathroom, downstairs to the breakfast room, come to shul singing. N- no problem at all. It doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch anywhere it's also to sing. You mustn't play music. You mustn't listen to, to music. A, a, a choir without music, a discussion in the poskim. But listen to this Yosef Amos. Phenomenal Yosef Amos in, 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 in Hoggy Frankfurt. And Ahmed Kuf, Kuf Josh, look it up and tell me if I got it right. It says there in Yosef Amos. I'm going to read out the words for you because I wrote them down. He's talking about Friday night. He's talking about Friday night. He's in the long Friday nights. Mitzvah has got nothing to do with, 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 with uh, the three weeks. He's just, by the way, he's telling us how to behave on a Friday night when it's a long Friday night. And of course, a long Friday night, we don't have a Shabbos early. So by the time you get home, it's still early. And it's still daylight out. And you're going to start eating your meal when it's daylight. And listen to what he writes. He says, aruchos, Mitzvah the Shabbos. You should stretch out the Suda Shabbos on a Friday night. On the long winter Friday night. On the, the, the long days of Friday. At least it's late enough that you are benefiting from the lights at the time of the Suda. So you shouldn't finish your meal when Oid Hayyoyim Godel and you're not benefiting from the lights. You should benefit. How do you do that? He says, Ulechein, Yarech. So how do you, there's a limit how much you can eat. A bissel fish, a bissel chicken soup. How long does it take? Uh, I know some people take three, four hours of your meal, but, but the Yosevim has found it's a struggle. How, how do you stretch out your meals? He says, I'll tell you. I'll give you a piece of advice. The Yenagain has Zmirs Yesa. You should think some more Zmirs. Longer Zmirs. Not one, one Nusach Koribain. You think two, three Nusach of Koribain. Schlep out the, the singing. Ad Halaylo. And then he adds. This is a bit which is relevant to us. Ba'afilu Bain Hamtsorim. And even in the Shabbosis in the three weeks, which are long days, nights are short. Bechol Shekem Yimeha Oima Nirali. The Yesh Loima has Zmirs Bekol Nomuch. You can sing the Zmiris with a little bit lower, slightly lower tone. Ksas. Or use a tune that's not so Mesameach. Meaning that he seemed to understand that in the three weeks, singing is just not appropriate. It's so not appropriate that he has to give us some way round. It's gone off. He has to give us some way round. He has to give us some way round the... 
problem of how to be married from the Suda on the Leil Shabbos when the days are long and the nights are short. How, how can I be married if I can't sing? So he tells us, okay, it's a Shabbos, you can sing, but if a nomuch, a little bit, a koil nomuch, a lower tone, or a niggin that's a bit more what, what uh, Mr. Yaakov Khan would call a dirge. <laughs> he used to come over to me every so often after Friday night and say that niggin was an absolute dirge. That's the first time I've ever heard of a dirge in the base of Medrash, in the base of Knesset. But, uh, I had to mention him somewhere, I'm sorry. Fascinating, a fascinating Yosef Oymetz. Implying that there's, one should refrain from singing, or at least reduce the type of singing that one sings in three weeks. Fascinating. In the three weeks, <coughs> besides the nine days, that means in the weeks from Shiva Sabatamas up until Rosh Chedesh Av, there's a machlek is in the poskim whether one is allowed to make a bracha of shechion and one is not allowed to make a bracha of shechion. And the Mishnah comes out with a pshara and he says, therefore, during the week one should avoid making a shechion, even though the Gon says there's nothing wrong with making a shechion in the three weeks. And on Shabbos one can make a shechion. So therefore that means what's relevant to buying clothes in the three weeks, since the only reason why one's not allowed to buy new clothes in the three weeks is because one, one needs to say a shechion. And the actual halacha, the basic halacha is that one should say shechion on new clothes when you buy them, not new clothes when you wear them, then technically you can't buy new clothes. However, nowadays we do not make, make shachiyonu when we buy new clothes for, two, for a number of reasons. First of all, most of us buy clothes so often that, that there's no simcha in buying new clothes and therefore we don't make shachiyonu. If we don't make shachiyonu, there's no problem to go and buy new clothes in the three weeks. Secondly, the, the, the clothes that we buy are often not able to be worn straight away when we buy them. They need a bit of adjusting, they need sharpness testing. So we, if we can't wear them the moment we buy them, then you can't make a shechiyonu. So the only time we can make a shechiyonu is when we actually begin to wear them. So therefore, buying is not a problem. Buying is not a problem. So the, the, the problem of shechiyonu doesn't actually make uh, have any relevance with regards to buying clothes. No one's allowed to buy clothes in the three weeks. You do not need to tell your wife this halacha. You can tell her that three weeks we don't buy clothes because you don't make shechiyonu. That's fine. The only problem is tomorrow night I'll probably tell them that you can buy clothes here. Okay. Something which is... Sorry? I thought maybe it was last week or it could be. I can't remember. Sorry. Something which is a simcha gedoyle, any purchase which is actually a simcha gedoyle, is not relevant whether it's clothes or not clothes, nothing to do with the shechiyonu, anything which is a simcha gedoyle, the earlier rabbi tells us one shouldn't buy in the three weeks because there's a simcha gedoyle. And therefore, something which is an expensive piece of, of furniture or an expensive uh, or piece of clothing, a sabaro suit, anything like that shouldn't be bought, even if you're not going to make shechiyonu, shouldn't be bought because one should refrain from buying things that give you great simcha in the three weeks. Moving into a new home, which requires a shechionu, if it's a person's bought a house and he's moving in, one should avoid in the three weeks because we have the same problem of shechionu. Without a shechionu, if it's a moving into a rented accommodation where you're not going to make shechionu, that would be okay. There are some people who are makvid not to move into a new home in the nine days. But if there's an aveda, if it's going to be a hefsa, that means by staying in your, in your old apartment and not moving to new, your new apartment, you're going to end up paying double rent, then a double avid is mutter in nine days, then one can move into a new home. Haircuts in Minag Ashkenaz is to not have any tisperus in the three weeks from Rishchidosh. We do, we do not cut uh, hair. Cut hair doesn't mean cut hair. It means cutting beards, shaving, etc. All also in, in from Rishchidosh, from Shivas Batamas, sorry, from Shivas Batamas until after Tishabov. Somebody needs to shave for work, though to, nowadays I think you, you probably get promoted if you don't shave for work. But for somebody who's still in, in a type of business where they are pedantic about having a clean face, then technically we have been making in the past. 
for people to shave. It's based on a, a Chuvas Chasm Sefer, where the Chasm Sefer allowed somebody who was sitting Shiva, who had an appointment to meet the Kaiser uh, during the Shiva, he, he allowed him to shave during the Shiva to go and meet the Kaiser. From there we, we see that where there's a Hefzid, and not shaving for work, if your boss wants you to shave, is a Chashash Hefzid, and therefore there's uh, room to be makele. But one should really ask in each circumstance, one shouldn't rely on on previous years because the, the circumstances changes every every office changes and today people walk around looking like uh, uh, I'm not quite sure how to describe them but they definitely don't look like clean shaven and uh, therefore it's unlikely that it's a real issue in, 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 in the world of commerce today one of the problems with those people who do shave for work is when they come home on a Friday can they shave for Shabbos What's the hetter for them to shave a Shabbos? There's an Issa Tiglachas, so it's very strange. So on a Monday morning, they're going to work the shaving, and uh, come home Friday, Thursday afternoon, for Friday morning, they're not allowed to shave anymore. So there's no need to, there's no need to shave, because you're not allowed to shave for, for the three weeks. You can't shave for Shabbos, you're not allowed to. So you end up not shaving for Shabbos and shaving for work, which is a little bit of Swaras Hafuchas, but that's how it is. It's a, a, that itself should cause Avelis, uh, should, should enable a person to really realize the, the sadness of the Chorban. Women are included in the halacha of not having haircuts in the three weeks, unless it's the sort sneer, so if a woman's hair is falling out of a, of a cover and cut, she can't keep it there, she's allowed to cut it. Or if it's a chatzitza for twila, she's allowed to shave, or anything which, any body hair which needs to be shaven, shleitiskana al is permitted in the three weeks as well, because shleitiskana al is extremely important. Cutting nails is permitted in the three weeks, and it's permitted even in the nine days. There are some people who have a minig, who are not to cut the nails in the shvur shechalboi tishabov. This year is quite a, a long shvur shechalboi. Some people are machmish shvur shechalboi not to cut the nails, but otherwise cutting nails is perfectly permitted. Benam Sarim is a time of Sakona. Benam Sarim is Benam Sarim. It starts off with the Chorban, finishes off with the Chorban, and it's a time of Sakona. And therefore one has to really try and prevent oneself from being, putting oneself, oneself in situations which are dangerous. Extreme sports shouldn't be play, played. And extreme sport today means football as well, probably. The amount of people that get damaged from, from football, I think it's, it's definitely moving into the world of a dangerous sport. But sports are dangerous, should be avoided. Swimming in dangerous places, uh, the uh, can talk about swimming in rivers or in the sea where there's uh, tides and there's, there's uh, uh, more risk for the person who's swimming should be avoided. Many people have a minute, myself included, not to go swimming in the three weeks. I don't go swimming the rest of the times anyway, but we definitely don't go swimming in the three weeks. We have a minute not to go swimming in the three weeks. It's a minute which is accepted amongst many not to go swimming in the three weeks at all because swimming is a dangerous, it's, it's a dangerous, water is a dangerous place. So we try and avoid anything dangerous. Many years ago I once asked the uh, Dian Fisher, Zechariah Levrochen, not the English Dian Fisher, the Yushlein um, Dian Fisher, the Rav of Zechariah Moshe, if one's allowed to fly in the nine days, and he said to me, Do you, would you go in a car in the nine days? He wouldn't answer the question. He said to me, would you go in a car in the nine days? And I said, probably. So he said, then you can fly as well. He didn't say you're allowed to go in a car, and he didn't say you're allowed to fly. It depends on the, how you perceive it. If you perceive it as dangerous, then don't. If you don't perceive it as dangerous, do. And the same applies to all this, these types of, of uh, sports and situations that a person can find, put themselves into. One should avoid if there's any risk of sakona. But if it's needed for a fur, etc., so exercise, swimming for a fur, that's all fine and can be done. And there's a halach in Shulchanach, and the Shulchanach tells us that a, it's a, it's a Gemara, that a, a Rebbe shouldn't hit his Talmud 
in the three weeks. From Shiva he shouldn't hit his Talmud. That's not an excuse for Talmudin to misbehave, but it's just a understanding that it's a time of Sakana, and hitting is dangerous. Uh, well, nowadays, we don't allow Rabbeim or teachers to hit the, the, the pupils. If they do, they'll probably be reported to the police and, and be struck off. But that doesn't change the halacha. The halacha is that it's a zman sakona. Where the halacha is therefore relevant is somebody who needs to have an operation. The, the, if somebody's been put down for an operation in the three weeks, then he should try and avoid it, try and push it off till after the three weeks. Because the, there's nothing wrong with having an operation, but what's wrong is the begin of Makes Talmidoi. It goes under the category of Makes Talmidoi where we see that you should try and avoid hitting because it's dangerous and you should try and avoid being hit because it's dangerous. So if one can, one should push it up. If one can't, if one's unwell, and one needs an operation, then one should take the operation irrelevant of what day it is. Uh, the koach nefesh of a person overrides everything. Let's move on to Rishchidosh Av. Rishchidosh Av, the Shukhmach, tells us, that means you shouldn't do things that create simcha at all. Nothing that creates simcha. Mamayat and simcha is actually an interesting notion. It doesn't just mean mamayat, it means there should be no simcha whatsoever. No simcha at all. No simcha again does not mean you need to be depressed. Chas v'shalom. Depression is not a Jewish concept. Depression comes from the sotan. It's not a positive attribute. It's a negative. If somebody says he's depressed, chas v'shalom. It's not meant to be depression. It's meant to be times of reflection. But you cannot reflect when you're besimcha. If you dance up and down to some modern music, you're not going to be able to reflect on chuban abayis. So if you have to be maid besimcha, but simcha shel teyer or simcha shel mitzvah is permitted. Because simcha shel teyer and simcha simcha shel mitzvah is the greatest antidote to the chuban abayis, the chuban of teyer and the chuban of mitzvahs, which is what we're discussing. The shiva asabatamas and tishabal. Then simcha shel teyer and simcha shel mitzvah is therefore the best antidote to that, and that's permitted. Somebody has a dinner dvarim. Somebody has a court case with a non-Jew, as we mentioned earlier. It should be avoided from from Tishabov until when? That's a question. Until when do you avoid a court case with a non-Jew? From Rishchidosh Av. Till when? So that's three opinions in the, in the Paschal. Magnavram says you should push it off till Rishchidosh El. Till the end of the whole month of Av. The whole month of Av is a month that should be avoided any sort of dispute with a non-Jew. Chai Adam. Paschal's like the Magnavram. There are others who, who are make until Tubav. Because if you take the month of Av, the month of Av is split into two halves. The first half of the month of Av until Tesvav Av is a time of trouble. From Tesvav Av until uh, the end of Av is, is uh, already a time of Simcha. Tub Av is when Shidduchim were made in the time of Chazal, in the time of the Mishnah. So the, the month switches from the month of Tzoros to a month of positiveness at Tuba Av. So therefore, once you get to Tuba Av, say the other Paschim, it's absolutely fine. You can have a dinner Dvarim with a non-Jew in a in a court. Or Hashokhan is Mekel until, until Tishabov. That means from the day after Tishabov, one can, I suppose from Chatzos after Tishabov, one would be able to, one, there's no worry in having a court case with a non-Jew. So if somebody is in a situation where he has to have a court case with a non-Jew, he should try and push it off until after Shkhedesh If not, he should push it off until after Tesavav Ba'av. And if not, he should push it off until after Tishabov. But the best is never to get into a dispute with a non-Jew that should, you'd have, you should have to go to court. Mekach Memke is forbidden in Shkhedesh. From Meshchedesh. Mekach any business of buying and selling should be, is forbidden. Of course, if you need it for Panasa, then it's permitted. If it's a, a, a Dover Ovid, if you're going to lose money by not, it's permitted. And therefore, going to a sale is fine. But only a sale that is really a sale and cannot be achieved and can't be bought at that price afterwards. We don't wear the new clothes that are bought from Meshchedesh onwards, even though you're permitted to buy them, but you can't wear them until after the nine days. New clothes are not allowed to be worn in the nine days.
Big day Shabbos cannot be worn in the nine days, except for Shabbos. But during the weekdays of the nine days, big day Shabbos can't be worn, even for a simcha. So even if you're going to bar mitzvah, you're going to bris, you cannot wear a pigeon aben. You cannot wear big day Shabbos, other than for bris, for example, the avia ben, the balia bris is the avia ben, the father of the child, the moil, the sandik. The woman kvata for sure can wear big day Shabbos. The man kvata is a machlekes in the poskim. Some poskim are mekel. Some poskim say it's not enough of of part of the mitzvah of the of the simcha to to be allowed to wear big day Shabbos. So that's a machlekes. The grandparents is also a discussion in the poskim, but many poskim are mekel for the grandparents to wear big day Shabbos as well. Washed clothes do not are not uh, cannot be worn from a shchedish. And we need to prepare them from before Ishkadesh, we need to prepare the wash clothes. So how do you prepare clothes for the nine days? Simple way is to actually wear them. Wear them for a good half an hour. If you wear clothes for half an hour, it loses its freshness. It's not considered fresh anymore. It's not considered washed. They're warm clothes. And then you can wear them in, in, in the nine days. So if you w- w- prepare your clothes, you wear your trousers, your jackets, your shirts, etc. You wear them for half an hour. Once they've been washed, once they've been cleaned, then you can wear them. You can change as many times as you like in the nine days. You, you, one can prepare on Shabbos as well. So, for example, this year is Wednesday. Wednesday. So, so if you didn't have time before Wednesday to prepare for the clothes, then you can prepare them on Shabbos. But you have to be careful when you prepare on Shabbos not to be over any Isuri HaChoma. So you get up in the morning, you wear, wear your shirt, you can come back home after davening. If you daven first minion, so you'll be home pretty quickly. You can come back and uh, change your shirt to another shirt. And then when you go and have your rest in the afternoon, you can change it to another shirt. And when you get up from your rest and you you you, you, you go to, to shear or whatever it is, you can change to another shirt. And, and that way you can actually prepare a number of shirts throughout Shabbos. And that's no problem because you're perfectly entitled to change your shirt in Shabbos after two hours if you plan to change your shirt, if you've got a good reason to change it. However, what you cannot do is uh, shout down to, you, to your wife or to anybody that I'm just changing my shirt now because I want to prepare it for the nine days. That itself, the dibble is, create, turns it into Isra which clothes need preparing and which do not, according to most poskim, only the begodim elyonim need to be prepared. Begodim tachtonim, underwear, do not need to be changed. So underwear is fine, you do not have to change your underwear, you do not have to prepare it, you can change it as many times as you like. Shirts, the minig is to prepare. Even though what's very interesting is in the minig Ashkenazis, we don't do a kriya for avelus loyaleinu on a shirt. Because we take on a shirt is considered... But yet, for the nine days, it's accepted in Kalali that we do prepare shirts. I cannot give you a halachic explanation why we are mekel here and machmir there. Maybe because in Farvedas it's more complicated, more difficult. You can't just prepare. Whereas here you can just prepare and it's easy. So since it's easy to get around, you should prepare the shirts and fine. If somebody didn't prepare shirts, he didn't prepare his clothes, then there are two ways around that. Either you leave them lying on the floor, but lying on the floor on a beautifully clean uh, and hoovered carpet is not really going to do the job. That's not what we mean. We mean lying on a, a floor in the time of Chazal, which was a, a, a unclean floor. Or some Liashiv writes in, in one of the Poskin one of one of the one of the Poskin quotes from Liashiv that if you put it in the dirty washing basket for a little bit, then that's considered not fresh anymore. Uh, not sure which one's worse. I think the best is to prepare it before the nine days. Washing clothes is forbidden in the nine days. Uh, therefore, from Meshchedish, you cannot wash clothes. Included in washing is, is ironing. So even though in, in, in the Cholomoid, we differentiate between washing and ironing, we don't allow you to wash in the nine day, in the, in the Cholomoid. We allow to iron in the Cholomoid, not big depishlam, but plain ironing you can do. But in the nine days, you can't iron either. No, no guilt at all. 
if somebody doesn't have a shirt for Shabbos, then he can wash the shirt for Shabbos. But not having a shirt for Shabbos doesn't mean he hasn't got a Shabbos shirt for Shabbos. It means he doesn't have a shirt for Shabbos. If he has a blue shirt, maybe that's already called having a shirt for Shabbos. Even though chas v'shalom to be seen walking around with a blue shirt on Shabbos, that's tantamount to, to heresy. But it, it may be that you're allowed, that, that wouldn't be enough. You have a shirt. Not having a shirt means you don't have a shirt. And if you have a weekday white shirt for sure, there's no, no heta for you to go and wash a shirt for Shabbos. Spot cleaning. Spot cleaning is a very interesting halacha. What is spot cleaning? Is that called kibbus? Is that called washing? Is it not called washing? The chaznish is very machmir on spot cleaning. He takes on the spot cleaning is called washing. Of course, we're talking about spot cleaning with a bit of water. You take a, you dropped a bit of a, a potato on, onto your trousers and you want to clean it. You take a bit of water and you wash it off. Or a tiny bit of soap and you wash it off. The chaznish says in the, in the nine days that's kibbus. You're not allowed to. But there are many poskim who disagree with that. There are many poskim who are makel when it comes to spot cleaning. They say spot cleaning is not called kibbus and therefore one can if one needs to be makel on spot cleaning in the nine days. Washing children's clothes in, in a washing machine is permitted, but exactly what age is not clear in halacha. Chayotim tells us that a child who's lohigia lechinuch, anybody who's lohigia lechinuch, is fine to wash their clothes. Uh, what's the age of higia lechinuch? Kabashev, very unclear. Anything older than that, not very posh that you're allowed to, to, to wash their clothes in the nine days. The Arpaskim will say that uh, if children even older than that dirty their clothes, which they do nowadays, most children will dirty their clothes and you don't have enough to be, enable them to get through the nine days, then you're allowed to wash children's clothes a bit older than that. But exactly what age, what's the cutoff? It's, you can't take a 12 and a half year old and wash his clothes in the nine days because there's no reason for him to dirty his clothes any more than an adult should dirty their clothes. If you take a nine year old, borderline, is a nine year old going to soil his clothes to the point that they can't be worn through the nine days or is he not? Questionable. And therefore the exact age is not given, there isn't a given age in, in the poskim. Some say eight, some say seven, some say six. Very unclear in the poskim. One should try and avoid washing if one can. But if one does wash children's clothes, there's no hetter to add in adults' clothes in the same load. You turn around and say, oh, well, I'm washing anyway, so I might as well just throw in a bunch of, uh, a bunch of adults' clothes. There's no hetter. The is is to have clothes being washed. The simcha is having washed clothes. That's the simcha. So it's not an ismalacha. So if I just throw it in the washing machine, that way I've uh, managed to circumvent the, the, the isa. You're not allowed to wash clothes and that's it. From Meshchedesh until at the end of Tishabov, it's when we do not eat wine and we do not eat meat and drink wine. If a person dumps Mariv early on Wednesday night, Erev, Tuesday night, Erev Rishchedesh, thank you, Tuesday night, Erev Rishchedesh, and from when he's dumps Mariv, he can't eat meat and wine. So if he hasn't had supper, he has to tell his wife to make a milky supper that night, and he has a little extra uh, to the nine days. If he hasn't dumps Mariv, then he can eat meat and wine until Shkir. Some people are makele to allow them to eat chicken, not meat, but chicken in the nine days because they need to have the protein. Uh, so too is somebody who uh, uh, struggles to eat milk, uh, allergic to milk, and finds very hard to eat power of milk, and uh, therefore the nine days is a huge uh, sorrow for them to get through. I do have people in shul like that. Then again, we'll, we'll be makele to eat meat, to eat chicken. If one can be makele only until Shul Shechaboy, you're better off. If you can need to be makele on Shul Shechaboy, makele up until three days before Tishabov. Uh, I think three days most people can survive with uh, a bit of power of, uh, power of spaghetti. Before Kabbalah Shabbos, on the Friday before Kabbalah Shabbos, one's allowed to give children uh, early Shabbos meal. You can give them meat and give them wine, no problem at all. It's, for them, it's called the Suda Shabbos, and therefore they're allowed to eat Bosa Like we're allowed to eat Bosa on, on on Shabbos. 
There's no issa to buy meat in the nine days. You can go to the butcher and you can buy as much meat as you like. There's no problem with maris iron. Nobody's going to turn around and say, hey, if he's buying so much meat, they, they, they may think that you're going to be eating meat in the nine days. Most people will know if you're buying meat in the nine days, you're buying it for the holidays, and there's no problem with maris iron. I've seen a very interesting uh, discussion in Achreinim. We'll finish in a minute, because we're kind of running out of time. A very interesting discussion in Achreinim. You know, the Shulchan tells us in Yeridea that you're not allowed to bake milky bread. Now, the reason why you mustn't bake milky bread, milky bread, that means you can't make bread milky. The reason why you mustn't, we've discussed this in, in Erev Shuas many times. The reason why you mustn't bake milky bread is because you're worried that you might come to eat it with the leftover bread with meat. But in the nine days, when you're, not to, you're not allowed to eat meat, maybe one's allowed to eat, one's allowed to bake milky bread. And the apostle discuss it. I find it a very strange discussion because the Shufanov says you're not allowed to bake milky bread. You're not allowed, make, not allowed to bake milky bread. It doesn't make a difference when, what, and how, unless you have a simon. But there is a discussion in the Poskim. Maybe in the nine days there's room to be lenient. I think you can manage without baking milky bread in the nine days as well. Wine vinegar is, is, is permitted to be drunk in the nine days. Beer, whiskies are permitted. I'm not saying that one should, but it's permitted. The issue is only on wine. Shabbos, wine is mutter as well. When it comes to Avdallah, when it comes to Avdallah, then we try to give it to a cotton, but it's very hard to find a cotton up at that time of night. It's a very late in Matsoi Shabbos this time of the year, and therefore there's absolutely no problem to drink your your wine, drink a revis, and that's it. And then don't drink anymore. You no need to drink anymore. Then you can say, you're Geffen, and fine. But the Briskerov, and many, many of the G'dayi Yisrael used to drink wine on Motzeh Shabbos, of Shabbos, uh, Shabbos Chazoin. Washing one's body is forbidden the nine days, unless you really need to. Unless you really need to. Unless you're really uh, sweaty, you need to. Those people who are makbid to go to mikveh, Tvidas Ezra, or those people who are makbid to go to mikveh every Erev Shabbos, or even those who go every single day, no restrictions on going to mikveh if you normally do. But you can't start going to mikveh in the nine days because you fancy a, 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 a bit of hot water on you. The Shulchanach does tell us that you should avoid hot mikvahs in the nine days. Erev Shabbos, and this is a halacha most people don't like to hear, Erev Shabbos, there's no heter to have a full bath. It doesn't exist. You're allowed to wash ponov, yodav, raglov, bechamin, and you're allowed to wash your hair without soap. Hot water, but without soap. The, mo- the modern concept of washing fully for showers doesn't really have a head in halacha. It's based on people who are mefunokim, and they say that they're mamish mefunokim, and therefore they can't manage. I can't help you if you're mefunok. If you're mefunok, you're mefunok. But basic halacha is there's no head to have more than that on a Friday. Let's just run through a few quick more halacha. We'll go very quickly. We'll dub my a few minutes later, if you don't mind. And we'll, we'll, we'll just try and finish off. Sudamaf Sekhas. We haven't had a Sudamaf Sekhas for a while. Sudamaf Sekhas is a minute that we have to be careful to eat a Sudam of Sekhas without being, without it being a Sudas, a Chilas Gasa. So you must make sure the first meal you eat is, doesn't fill you to the point that when you eat your Sudam of Sekhas, it's going to be an Achilas Gasa. Sudam of Sekhas has to be eaten on the floor. It must be eaten by all members of the household, adults, children. The idea is to, to, to separate. You don't eat the Chabura. So there's no Zimun. Even if you did eat the Chabura, you wouldn't make a Zimun. The minute is to eat bread, the Archashukhan tells us you should eat round bread, pita bread, which are round, because round is a simon of Avelis. Uh, we eat the bread dipped into afer, and you eat a single tafshil, no more than a single tafshil. A beitze is the minig. Some people eat, eat lentils because they're round, and you can drink water. Besiasu quotes a minig. Some people have to say when they're eating their suda hamasekis that zehu sudas tishabov. The Shalmi says that when you're eating your suda hamasekis, you should say zehu sudas tishabov. Leil tishabov, we daven with nacht. Even us, Yekas, who like to daven early throughout the year, Leil Tishbah, we daven with Nacht. The reason is, because we don't bring Peronius in early. So therefore, we're makbid to daven with Nacht. 
The, some people have a minute not to take off the talis cotton at night. Because we don't make a brach on the talis in the morning, and uh, they don't want to make a brach on the talis cotton in the morning, you're not supposed to make a brach on the talis cotton in the morning, and to go a whole day of wearing a talis cotton without a brach is problematic, so some people don't take the talis cotton off at night when they go to bed, so that way there's no chiv brach on the talis cotton in the morning. Tishabah for an oval, there's no chiv to change his place. Nobody has to change the place on Tishbot. Even an oval doesn't have to change his place. That's a maril. The, some people have a minute not to say the bracha shasli kosaki on Tishbot. Here in Shul we do have the minute to say it. We don't have the minute to say oita Yisrael b'sifara until mincha. It's a, re- a registered minute in Ashkenaz. Not everybody agrees to the minute, but it's a registered minute in Ashkenaz not to say oita Yisrael b'sifara until we come to, the, to, to mincha. Say that fill is exactly the same on Tishbot as normal. You can say kabonis. All the pashas of the Torah which are normally said are pashas akeda, pashas kabonis, can all be said on Tishabov. Now I just want to finish off with the final halachas which are relevant to this year. This year Tishabov falls on a Thursday. So therefore normally we would, set, we, we, we would pass in that the Havelis continues until the day after Tishabov until Yud Ba'av and Chatzais. Shulchanach tells us we don't eat Basav Yain until Yud Ba'av Chatzais. Mishnabura quotes from the, from the Paskim, from the Elirab and others, from the, uh, from the, Sh- the um, Yam Shishlema and others, that the meaning is therefore not to have not to be lenient on all men hoge That means we don't wash, we don't wash clothes, we don't bathe, we don't listen to music, etc. We don't have haircuts until chatzais. But this year, the Tishba falls on a Thursday. You can wash your clothes and bathe and have haircuts already from the end of Tishbov. Exactly what's called the end of Tishbov is difficult. The Poskim seem to say from the morning. Other Paskim say ready from Matzah Tishvah straight away. So the, the Pshara that the Paskim, the Paskim give is that when it comes to washing clothes, which is a big avoid and need a lot of time, you can wash straight away from Matzah Tishvah. But one should try not to bathe and, and have a haircut until the morning, the next morning, the Yud. But from the morning one can bathe and one can have a haircut. But Bosov in the music should be avoided up until Chatzais. Up until Chatzais. Two more halachas which are, are relevant. The, uh, the Mishnah Brut tells us the halacha that Tashmish uh, Amito marital relations should be avoided on Leil Yud Tishibov unless it's Leil Tvila because the Avelus of Tishibov continues in, in regards to, to that element of the of the, uh, the Chamisha Inuyim uh, right the way through till till the next day so Leil Tishibov should be avoided and also Shechionu which is something which we don't make in the nine days at all everybody agrees you don't make Shechionu in the nine days shouldn't be said up until Chatzai so if you went and bought yourself a brand new suit in the sales in the nine days which you're allowed to because it's a dollar of it and you wanted you're desperate to wear it wait till Chatzai and that way you'll be able to say Shechionu the Benjamin should give us if we follow through the Halakh is only some of the basic Halakh some of the ones which are less known, some of which are unknown, but others, it doesn't make a difference. The Rosh give us If we are mechazik in Limbatayah, so that will rectify the Chamisha Murois that happened on, on Shivasa Batamas, and we're mechazik in Diktok Halacha from now until till Tishabov and Hilchas Tishabov and Hilchas Avelis, and we don't look for ways out, we don't look for colors, that will, will be Mesak in the Chamisha Murois which took place on Tishabov, and then we'll be Zaycha to be Raya, but Binyama, Vesim Chosa, 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 Vesim Chos